Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The morale of the team is based on each individual man. You know, we got a, we got guys that have fighters' hearts. You know, and they're they're always going to be sticking in there f- together. They, they they were at the game. They saw it. They know what what it was. You know, when you go minus two um, in a football game, it's going to be hard to win. You know, and if we would have flipped that, went plus two, I bet we would have won the game. You know, so to me, it's all about that, and it's all about us doing our detail. You know, certainly we fought hard in the game. I'm proud of the guys for what they did, but we didn't come out with the victory, and mainly it's because of the ball. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Mainly, it's because of the turnovers. Ah, what else could it have been? Coach Eberflus? That's it was talking right there. <sighs> well, certainly lost a turnover battle and lost much more than that in this game. Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13. A defensive touchdown away from a different, a different outcome. And that certainly happened at the hands of Tyson Bajan. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. I'm hanging out with you guys all the way till 5 o'clock, taking your phone calls right now. Where I'm, I'm looking for what you're most frustrated about. It's like Ibrafu said, right? The, the, the turnovers were mainly to blame. But there was a lot of other things that you could blame as well. And I'm curious, of those things, what frustrates you the most? 312 644 67 67 and you know the plumbers 911 football monday starts here but we got a long day's worth of stuff Melody and haw uh their show begins with dustin rhodes and the pregame show at 5 a.m he's most certainly going to be filling you in with all the highlights and everything for you then Mully and haw have a great show olin Krutz. just the way he dissects the game is something it's like it's a beautiful love song that he's singing every time he gets on the air he'll be there at 7 a.m dj moore from the Chicago Bears, is hanging out at 8. Wonder what he thinks about his lack of productivity in the first half. Brad Biggs, Biggs time is going to be there at 9 o'clock with Mully and Hall as well. Then Bernstein and Holmes. Plumbers 911 Football Monday continues. Anthony Heron, Dan Weederer, 11 a.m. and 12 noon, respectively. And then Parkins and Spiegel and the gang, Tanny, Shane. They got Kurt Warner at 240. Love the way he breaks down the game. Mark Grody at 4, my guy. And then Jalen Johnson, to me, the unsung hero of the game. Not hero, but unsung standout of the game. Not a lot of people talked about him because he didn't get an interception. But he created a lot of drop passes for the Minnesota Vikings. A day when Kirk Cousins only completed 21 passes. I made a bet on it, Tyler. Tyler Farringer holding down producing duties today. I made a bet. I had it was, it seemed like I made two bets yesterday about on Kirk Cousins because they seemed like a layup. But this is how this is what we got to do. We got to be smarter when we're gambling because we got to pick up on what they're how they're trying to trap you. Twenty two and a half was 
Kirk Cousins over under for completions. If you were to look at Kirk Cousins' stats for the year, for the year, like go look at his game log and see what that looked like for him. Here are his completions per game before the Bears game. 33, 31, 32, 29, and then 12. I'll say that again. 33, 31, 32, 29, and 12. Four of the five, way over the over-under that was set for 22 and a half. There was no rain coming down. It was sunny outside. Kirk Cousins has had 40 attempts in three, or excuse me, in four of those games. Four games, he's had 40, over 40 attempts. I'm thinking of myself as a lock. Bears, really good at time of possession. Only 21 completions, so I lost that one. And then the other one, over two and a half rushing yards for Kirk Cousins. He only had one. (laughs) Mind you, in four games this season, he's had well over two yards rushing. So I'm thinking, these are locks. Then you put them in a parlay. But again, Vegas is sneaky, so don't, 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 don't do that. That's why you got to download the BetQL app so you can get some better tips than the ones I'd be giving out. I feel bad for you, man. That's, that's tough. 21 completions when I had 20. Whatever. I'm not even Wow. Gonna that's, what, that, that's not even what I was most frustrated about today. There's so many things I'm frustrated about, and I want to know what you were frustrated about as well. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to the phone lines. Paul out in Dunning on the northwest side. All right, so so what are you most frustrated about after watching that game? Oh, my God. Uh, Mr. Gabe, thank you for taking my call. I've been lied to since 1986. <laughs> please bear with me here. I have not, and please, I know everything that's going on with the Bears. I just can't bring myself to watch a game. It's been three years. It was at Rams opener with Mitch just being Mitch. And uh, that was the last time I watched a Bears game. And I was really looking forward to this. I thought Eberflus was going to instill a football culture that the McCaskies can't or whatever. Yeah, the family uh, can't seem to instill in the team, maybe because they get yes people. I do like Ryan Pohl's moves, although, of course, there was no defense. And no wonder why we can't hold anybody, although Minnesota didn't even score. But uh, going back uh, to what Olin Cruz was mentioning, you know, there's nobody calling anybody out. There's no folk uh, in that snippet you had just now. There's nobody calling out uh, the team in terms of uh, internally or even the coach. And, and there's like no football culture we get. We don't get any football culture here. And they think they can just get it by getting people that don't have football experience or people that just agree with them and they make their decisions like in a cave and it's reset every five to seven years. And, uh, you know, like to get a force multiplier, you gotta, you gotta develop that force multiplier. If, if there is that uh, potential there. And also why haven't we ever developed a wide receiver in our history? Uh, practically, uh, Alshon Jeffrey didn't want to be here. We can't even poach anybody from OSU who are they're churning out wide receivers left and right. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to get Marvin Harrison. And then going back to uh, Olin Cruz, didn't he offer to mentor the offensive line like uh, yeah. three or four years ago? And they offered him fifteen dollars an hour. Seriously, that I mean, that here's a veteran, a Bears veteran, when we last maybe had a good offensive line or a respectable offensive line. Players that we would know on the O line, and oh boy, I don't even know where to start. Let, and, let, me, uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Paul. Let me ask you this because you're bringing that? up some great points, right? And I know you went on uh-huh. a, you were going hard there, and I and I and I support the frustration. <laughs> I support the frustration. I I I think for me, I, I, something that I've, I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of weeks is mm-hmm. the Bears struggling trying. Bears are struggling trying to recreate who they are, 
The Bears, yep. like yep. you said, since 86, have been a team that has been defensive, defense forward, right? Their best right. players have been on the defensive side of the ball. That's how they've won mm-hmm. games. That's how their team is structured. That's their culture. And now we're yep. in 2023 yep. or the 2020s, so to speak, <laughs> and the offense of every team is at the forefront of the organization, right? You have to be offensive-minded. Yep. The league is offensive-minded. And yeah. so, so the Bears have been trying to change this culture, change who they are, right? Change their identity is what I should say, not the culture. Yep. Change, change their yep. identity. And that's something that they've been struggling with because they've never been a team that has scored points or, you know, had a dominant offense. And so it's, it's, it's so frustrating for Bears fans because not only are we still stuck in this, this, this lack of offense, you know, production purgatory, but now mm-hmm. our, de- our defense is bad too. So we have, we have no talent. Yep. And on both sides of the ball, while they're trying to recreate this identity that they have. I agree with you 100%. And, oh, boy, that's why I've been following the whole league since 86. I couldn't handle it. I was like, why is, why is Marino, L.A., Montana, why are they scoring touchdowns with these? And, and, and for us, it takes a miracle <laughs> to score a touchdown. And, we, and to your point, we constantly waited on our defense to – or, or hoped, like, you know, for the peanut t- punch, and God bless those defenses. But we squandered those championship-level defenses time and time again, and now we're trying to get, like you said, uh, it's all about weapons and speed. You, you even see New England falling out, right? Yeah. Jones might have talent. They have no speed. Why, why would they get Ezekiel Elliott and Juju Smith-Schuster to lead that <laughs> offense? I mean, come on. Patrick, a uh, force multiplier, can elevate the play of those folks. Oh, boy. I mean... It is just so mist- it's so troubling, and, and I agree. I've been thinking about this for a while, and and I am so glad you took my call, Gabe. I'm going to listen to you. I, I love listening to you. Thanks, morning, man. So. I appreciate it, Paul. Thanks for the call, and, and you bring up some great points. I love your passion. You know, we all are still Bears fans, and I really do hope you end up watching a game or two uh, as the season you know is, is, is continues because football's still fun, right? You still get to watch a game, and I think that was why I was. Uh, that's why I'm okay with Tyson Bajan, you know, getting more reps. Because if the Bears are going to suck and they're going to lose, at least let it be exciting. I mean, watching him drive down the field and, and it looked, almost looked, like he was going to milk the remainder of the clock and lead the team to victory. It almost looked like, but at least you're, you're, at least you're in that position at the very end. That's exciting. And then when he throws the interception, you're like, ah. Damn. But at least it was all oh, damn we had a chance. You know, and I think that's where I'm at with with, with the Chicago Bears, where it's like, if you're gonna lose, at least let it be an exciting game. Let it be a coin flip. You never know. He might win, but he's probably gonna lose, but he might, but you don't know. And I think that that that's something that I I'd be looking for. So so I hope that you do catch a game or two um before the year's over. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy the score. It's a plumbers nine one one football Monday. Let's go to Pat out in Cedar Lake. Pat. We're talking about, you know, what frustrated us the most from this game. There's a lot of frustration to go around, but what was that for you? Hey, what's up, Gabe? Yeah, so listen, so I'm not a diehard Bears. I'm not really a Bears fan, but I, do, I love watching the game and kind of just giving my take and hearing what, you know, you guys have to say. And, like, from an outsider watching the team, like, the things that you see, especially with fields, like, it's, it's the same thing, man. Like, other than last week against Washington, like today, I get – he got hurt, but that that first half was ugly. Um, that pick, you know, I I know he got hit as he threw the ball, but 
that's a sack that you have to take there, Justin. Like, you're sitting at the 25, 30-yard line. You got Santos, who's money, um, one of the top three, top four best kickers in the league since you got him. You know that's a guaranteed three points. You got to take that sack and live to fight another day. Instead, you turn the ball over. Minnesota ends up getting seven points out of it, a huge seven points in the first half. Um, another thing I saw was the whole DJ Moore thing. I don't understand. Like, by the fourth quarter, he had – and in the game, he had eight targets. Going into the fourth quarter, he had two catches for five yards. You know, it's, it just goes back to your take with Getsy. I just don't. And the whole identity thing, I, as you watch this team, I just don't understand, like, what they're trying to do from week to week. Like, you see what they did last week against Washington on the road, which was unbelievable to see. I'm telling you, like, as a not even a Bears fan, when I saw that game and how good they looked, it was like, wow. Like, and then you see them this week against a – much less weaker Vikings team, and they just look flat in a lot of spot, a lot of spots. Um, the line looked bad. Granted, Brian Flores did a great job. He's an offensive, great defensive coordinator, and he does a lot of things to, you know, give you different looks. Um, but those are my. And the the other thing I saw was um, the whole Deontay Foreman thing. I don't understand. I'm glad, I'm glad that you tapped into that. Like he was awesome for the Panthers last year. I don't know his numbers off the top of my head, but. He had a really, really good year with them last year, um, and he should have had at least like probably 20 to 25 carries in this game. He only had 15. He ran the ball well. It, you, it's just very it, – from week to week, you just don't really know what they're trying to do, and I think that's kind of the nail on the head, like the whole identity thing that you brought up. Like you, just, you don't know what they're trying to do from week to week, and then you see what they did against Washington. It's like, holy crap, like let's do that every week, and then – they come out and they look like they did the first four weeks of the year. It's just um, it's frustrating. That, that's at least my it's, take. It's frustrating. That's that's what it is, Pat. And for a guy that doesn't like the Bears, you got some really good takes. You do some good analysis there. I mean, I guess you like football, so you, you, you know you can watch a game objectively and see what's there. But the first half was ugly. It was ugly for the Chicago Bears, not just for Justin Fields. D.J. Moore having one catch in the first half is unacceptable. Cole Komet, I think he only had one catch in the first half, unacceptable. Dante Foreman, your starting running back, not getting a carry until the second series is ridiculous. You're it, it, again, you know, I want to go. I want to go through your points though, Pat, because I want to be fair to you. Talk about Justin Fields on the interception, gets hit, is a sack he has to take. Not only there. But even on the one he got injured, sometimes you got to just take the sack, bro. You see Kirk Cousins, he eats it. He just eat it. This is what it is. Sometimes you, like if you don't trust your arm enough or your t- team enough to make quick throws, how are you going to trust them when you're under duress and falling or getting hit, right? Just tuck it, take it, and, you know, live to see another day. For DJ Moore to have two catches in five yards in the second, I mean, it's just unreal right when Tyson Bates this is what happened so I'm, I'm, I'm doing Bears post game at, it's called the Miller Light Brewing View me, myself Corey Wooden and usually when we watch these games there's multiple games going on right at these bars or whatever so it, hearing a cheer or a loud cheer doesn't surprise us too often because more often than not it's Packers fans watching something or some other guy they gambled on a game or whatever so Corey and I are sitting there and we hear this loud rumble. <gasps> so we both turn around and we realize it's because Tyson Bajan's on the screen. 
Justin Fields, after the injury to the thumb, he's running on the field and everyone's going crazy and excited for him to be out there. Just unreal. Just like unreal. But right when it happened, the guy, a guy comes over. He's like, uh-oh, Tyson Bajan's in. And the first thing that came out of my mouth is, I, and even though it was the third quarter with seven minutes left, I said, I guarantee you for the rest of the game, DJ Moore is going to have more targets than he's had throughout the first two and a half quarters. Why? Because Tyson Bajan understands that DJ Moore is a good football player. Tyson Bajan understands, put the ball up there. It doesn't matter. If I throw an interception, so what? That's what people do. It's the NFL. There's great defenders out there. But you know what? It might end up on the ground. Might be a batted ball. Or DJ Moore comes up with it like he did up the middle. Are you saying Justin Fields doesn't fully understand that yet? And Bajan does more? I'm saying in the last two games that Justin Fields played, it looked as if he finally got to the point where he felt like there was someone else that was his equal on the football field. That's what it felt like. And in today's game, it very much felt like I don't I can't get a bad snap or I can't get a good snap to read the room. I am under duress because Brian Flores is killing me with his blitz pressure. So I can't feel comfortable and I'm now I'm triggered. And I'm feeling like I did for the last couple of years when my offensive line sucked and I feel like I got to do everything myself. So it was that level of comfort that he had these last two games and that confidence he had in DJ Moore that he couldn't even get to that place because he was thinking about other things too much. The snap, the pass rush, what is going to happen. And so he, he didn't even have the confidence to just let the ball go to DJ Moore because he was thinking about these other things. That, to me, I think is what the biggest uh, thing was. They did perform well at Washington. I'm going to continue with Pat's couple of takes. They did perform well at Washington because it was a team that was 0-3 or 4. 0-4. And there's rumblings that, that Coach Eberfu is going to get fired. That, you know, you're going to blow up this whole... Like, of course grown men are going to come out and play with their tails on fire in that situation. And that's why you saw a good performance from Washington. A motivated defense. A uh, 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 coach Eberflus ran ran defense that that was blitzing all the time. That's what you saw. Dare I say, playing for Dick Butkus? That would that anything to do with it. Those guys don't know just Dick Butkus like there. that. I know, but th- it sounds good. But those guys ain't out there. Dick Butkus ain't affecting their check. You know what I'm saying? Their livelihood. There was something, though, that I really, like, was starting to pick up on, though, during the Vikings game. This is especially, Gabe, when Fields was in the game. Why was there no play-action passes? Especially when you have such a dynamic player like Justin. I felt like throwing off a Vikings blitz, they would be tricked instead of him standing in shotgun, standing under center, and directly just throwing the ball. Go to play-action so Minnesota doesn't know what they're going to do with Justin Fields. Well, that takes me back to Pat's final point, and it is, you know, the head scratching that happens when you think about Dante Foreman and his usage in the team. Dante Foreman, first of all, like like we mentioned last year with with the with Carolina with the Carolina Panthers, he ran for 914 yards. That's that was also being behind Christian McCaffrey for a large chunk of the season, like four weeks into the season too. He he's a guy that is extremely capable. So when we talk about why isn't there play action, when we talk about why isn't Luke Getzey calling a run play on second and one, third and three, when with your rookie undrafted quarterback. Like, it all begins with, with Dante Foreman. Let him run the ball from the very beginning. 
If you look at the drives, the very first drive of the game for the Chicago Bears, I was yelling at the TV because Dante Foreman did not have a single run in the first possession for the Chicago Bears. First play, we know Justin Fields gets sacked. You know how frustrating that is? You have Dante Foreman. You have, it's just, it's just frustrating that you get a sack on the first play game. We know why. You go five wide. No one's back there to help Justin Fields. You know they're blitzing. They're going to be an aggressive defense. They, it's not like they were surprising you. Everyone knew they were going to blitz. They're the most blitz, they blitzed the most, more than anyone else in the NFL. And to get a sack, it's frustrating. Second one is the design run for Justin Fields. Then another design run. Uh, oh, no. Then the third one, I think it was like a missed snap or whatever. Then the first run to a running back, it's a Darrington Evans. So if you're questioning why isn't there play action, why aren't they doing – well, you didn't establish the run from the very beginning. You let Justin Fields do his thing, and for whatever reason, you felt like, I don't want to run Dante Foreman. Because let's not forget, very first game of the season against the Green Bay Packers, his first two runs were outside of the tackle. As we saw today, this guy loves running up the middle. He loves imposing his will. So there's love. There's, I'm frustrated about that because, again, you mentioned no play action. Why? Because you didn't establish the run. You passed. And you ran with Justin Fields. Can't do a play action to yourself. So, yeah, who, who are you fooling? You can't fool anybody. No one's thinking you're going to run like that. You're doing sweeps with, with, with Valus Jones for eight yards. You're not giving Dante Foreman the ball. It's just, again, it's frustrating. It just doesn't make sense to me. But, again, there's a lot of reasons why you can't be frustrated. But why are you specifically frustrated? What frustrated you the most about this game? Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13. to I am Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. On a Plumbers 911 Football Monday, taking your calls. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Bob out in Batavia. Bob, what was the most frustrating thing for you today? Good morning, Gabe. I would have to say that uh, I'd have to put this one on the coaching staff. They seemed, uh, even though they had 10 days to prepare for this game, uh, Luke Getzey and that offensive staff, especially the offensive line staff, they were not prepared for that blitzing defense. They knew that Minnesota was the... You know, a heavy blitz team, I think, leading the league in percentage of blitzes, yet every time the Bears had a passing down, what happened? It was like turnstiles. There would always be somebody free coming. Justin Fields paid for it, and so did Bajan. I just feel that the game plan was not where it needed to be, and I think we're going to see the coaching staff pay for it here at the end of the year because this is uh, this has been par for the course for this uh, coaching staff. They weren't prepared for that Vikings team on offense today. Yeah, Bob, it was frustrating because – they showed that they could be prepared after a 10-day layoff. They did it last year. We all praised them for it, so we knew they were capable. So the fact that, you know, you get a, a, another opportunity to have the extended bye week, so to speak, and you come out and it's the exact opposite of what you were. How frustrated were you on that first play when Justin Fields got sacked? Oh, my God. It was like a... It was like, what are we doing out there? I mean, first play on offense, and uh, and Justin Fields is already running for his life because they're not picking up the blitz. I mean, this this offensive line, yes, they're young. Uh, we've had some injuries, but you know, it comes it comes back to the game plan because you've got to protect your quarterback. And we saw it with Bajent in the game too late in the game, his late interception. What happened? We had uh, looked like that was a linebacker coming in from the outside and. He was unprotected, and he got in his face, and he and it caused him to throw it up. So yeah. we didn't. Our offensive line was awful. Yeah, and I think the the other thing too, right, is the lack of consistency on the offensive line, Bob. When you're looking at this team, Nate Davis goes down. You're making the switch at center from Cody Whitehair to Lucas Patrick. 
Darnell Wright can't do can't block everybody by himself, and he's a rookie, so he's going to make mistakes against some of the best defensive linemen in the league. I mean, it's just what it is, right? It's like there's no consistency there. There's no it, it's it's tough. It's difficult. So what do you do if you have a, a, a an offensive line, a, a patchworked offensive line? What do you do? You bring in another tight end to block. You leave a running back back. You believe in Kari Blasengame to be a, a an extra black black blocker for Justin Fields. That's what you do in those situations. But we didn't see that, and it, and it leads to what a lot of people were calling. Matt Spiegel said it tonight. Him and I did Sports Zone with Luke Canellis on Fox Thirty Two, and we talked about the arrogance of the Chicago Bears. And it's not just. I mean, it, it, it it's hard to not call it, or it's hard to call it anything else. When you come out first play of the game and look like Matt Nagy, it looked like Matt Nagy was running Justin Fields' offense today. Oh, it's second and one, I'm going to throw a pass because I think we're really good at passing with my undrafted quarterback. That's foolish. First play of the game, you go five. First, first, play of the, first play of the game, you go five wide, and you, you give him no block. Like, what? Like what are we do? What what are you doing? That's why I asked you earlier, Bob. But I'm like, were you were you e- as equally as frustrated as I was on the first play of the game? You talk about not being prepared. How can you prepare for that all week? And then the first play of the game, you go five wide, nobody back there to block him. You have five offensive linemen. You got six people coming in, and nobody's back there to help. It's you can only point to one word, and it's arrogance. Right? Think about it. Think about the mindset of the offensive coordinator and Luke, and, and Luke Getzey and. And then Coach Iberfus when coming up with the game plan. Remember, those are scripted. Let's be very clear. These are scripted plays. And you say to yourself, hmm, what should be the first play of the game, guys? Think about them in their little room, talking about what the game plan should be. Hmm, I don't know. I got an idea. Let's go five wide. We know they're going to blitz us, but, man, I bet you we beat them. I bet you we beat them with this five wide. Let them blitz. Watch what we do. And the first play happens. Blitz for a sack. This is so foolish. It's arrogance. That's the only word you could think of when you say that. But, again, as I mentioned, tons of things you could be frustrated at. You're getting me frustrated just replaying that in my mind so many times, Gabe. Bro, you're watching the first play of the game sack. Like, you're like, what? Bears had one sack in, like, three games. They come first play of the game. A team that you know is blitzing. That's the worst part about it. You know they're going to do that. On the blind side, and it was like a snap of a finger so fast. Middle linebacker fakes that he's coming in, so the offensive line assumes that the pressure's coming up the middle. He eventually ends up backing off, and then you get the free run at the quarterback. Just frustrating. Again, so many things to be frustrated about, but what was the most frustrating for you? 312-644-6767. What had you jumping out of your seat and actually yelling at the TV? I'll take your calls on the other side because I can't wait to hear. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet 
uses during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Live and local here on 670 The Score, taking your phone calls. Tons of frustration to go around. I know the Bears fan base is. I am. Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13, to frustrated with Justin Fields and his consistent inconsistency. Frustrated with... The play calling of Lou Getze in in certain moments, right? I'm not complaining about everything, but certain moments certainly were some head scratchers. Frustrated with DJ Moore not getting as, enough targets with the run game not being established early. Shout out to the defense, though. Only gave up one touchdown in the second half. Actually, no, excuse me. Gave up zero points in the second half. The only point scored in the second half of Minnesota was from the Tyson Bajant fumble for a touchdown. So great job by the defense. Jalen Johnson performed well. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds ended up getting his first interception on the season. You saw the defensive line just really motivated. Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens playing at a high level. Felt good to see them play. But outside of the defense, again, things that were most certainly, definitely things that were going to get you frustrated. But I'm curious what, what got you most frustrated. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Collier. Out in Dalton, Collier. So when you, when you finish this game, we've we've had some time to decompress now. Uh, what was the most frustrating for you? Gabe, the same thing frustrated you. I'm sitting in front of that TV, and he didn't establish that run. And people established that run, Gabe. We could have won that game. The defense played pretty good, but if the people established that run, we would have we would have been we would have won that game. It was winnable. But Getsy, and he's killing me. He does everything Nagy was doing. He tries to run out the shotgun uh, like you got the greatest offensive line in the world. <laughs> you get in that powerhouse with pass the game in front of uh, the, uh, the, the Freeman guy. That guy runs hard every play. He gives this all, and they wouldn't even run him. Same thing frustrated you, Gabe, that frustrated me. And that defensive back coach, they need to fire him. Because they let these, they, the defensive back walk up on the receiver, 
Yeah, I agree with you, Kylie. I appreciate the call, too, because it is frustrating when you're looking at the Chicago Bears and the inability to run. How are you going to be the number one rushing team in the NFL last year? And then when, then your first drive of the game, you have one run to for your running back. And, and it's not even that your starter. It's Darrington Evans, a guy who you just signed off the Miami Dolphins practice squad. That's the guy who gets the first run of the game. Five plays in. Nobody sees anything wrong with that. Like, no, like, we just, we're just, we're cool with that. That's cool. Like, we're good. All of a sudden, we're good enough to just do a couple of Justin Fields run plays. Who, by the way, let's not forget, every team has been preparing for that all week long. You're not surprising nobody with the Justin Fields designed run. So why can't we just establish the run? Why can't we just do what we do? Again, it goes back to the identity of the Bears. We are in the middle of, a, of an identity crisis. Number one rushing team in the league last year. And granted, there was, you know, via some Justin Fields runs. But the fact that you couldn't establish it from the very beginning and you don't give Dante Foreman the opportunity to do it, frustrating, most certainly. 15 carries, 65 yards, the bulk of those coming in the second half. It is frustrating when it comes to that. But, but there were a lot of things to be frustrated about. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Bernie out in Northwest Indiana. So for you, Bernie, you're watching this game. What was the most frustrating thing for you? Well, the most frustrating thing to me, and this, this has been going on since Justin Fields has been a quarterback. He sits back there too long, holds the ball. You know, you watch Kirk Cousins yesterday. Every time he gets pressure, he throws the ball away, right away. Boom. How many times they sacked Kirk Cousins yesterday? Oh, none. You know, so – I mean, this happens all the time with this guy. You know, I mean, it's, it's not going to change. This guy can sit there for the next 10 years, and he will be the most sacked quarterback, and he takes him the longest to get rid of the ball of any quarterback in the league right now. And he leads the league, you know. I mean, and you're not going to win games like that. So what's the solution there for you, though, right? Because I'm, I'm definitely solution-based. So we can talk about problems all day, but we want to talk about solutions as well. So and that's just, I mean, I know the solution for you is get the ball out quicker or is it take off and run well the thing about it is you know the league's caught up with justin fields all right you know Mm -hmm. you talk about they were the leading rushing team last year all right most of those rushing yards came on five plates okay 60 70 80 yard plays that he ran down the field and they were all out of the shotgun when he was you know scrambling around you know he's seen that they were playing man coverage well they took all that man coverage away you know they played half zone, half man yesterday, and he couldn't read the defense. You know, and that's another problem, you know. That play, that first play, you talk about that first play, they will get that guy on that play every time, no matter what time of the game they play it, because he never sees that backside blitz. Never. You know? Yeah, that, that was frustrating, I mean, to see. It's a, it's, it's a, there's so much stuff there with Justin Fields. And I think it's just, listen, every, somebody texted in earlier, oh, did you watch Josh Allen's, you know, first half against the Giants. The difference is how many halves like that does Josh Allen have? Do they exist? Will will a good quarterback still have bad halves? Yeah. But how often is that happening? It seems like the norm for Justin Fields, right? And I think that's the issue that I have with, with the situation. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score, taking your calls. A lot of frustration. Even as you're waking up right now, blood is still boiling. But what are you most frustrated about? Take your calls in just a second. A couple text messages coming in. 
773 says, most frustrating thing was Mooney was just standing there sleeping during the wide receiver screen to DJ Moore. That was frustrating. Not the most frustrating. Because more frustrating than that was that the fact that it was second and one and you just didn't want to hand the ball off to Deontay Foreman. Pick up the first down. Luke Getze literally gets on the podium week after week and says, Justin Fields needs to take the easy pass. Sometimes you got to just dump it off to your, to, your, to your safety blanket right there. So why, is, why can't you, Luke Getze, have the same mindset? It's second and one. You have a rookie, undrafted quarterback, under center, stepping in the middle of the game against a defense that is blitzing him like crazy. First time he's actually seeing starting an, a starting NFL defense in front of his face. And at second and one, instead of taking the air quote check down, which would be the equivalent of a Dante Foreman run up the middle for one yard to get the first down, you you thought it was better to throw a wide receiver screen to DJ Moore. So, yes, frustrating, I agree. But, man, there was a, a couple more things that were more, more frustrating than that. Like the following play, you do another screen on second and third and three instead of rushing the ball two times with Deontay Foreman to go ahead and get the first down. It's terrible. Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score. Let's go to Tracy out in the south side. Tracy, what was the most frustrating thing for you? Uh, the the calls, the offensive calls. Uh, Luke Getty, uh learn to take your own advice. You always say that Bills need to take the easy play. But why don't you make the call the easy play? Because <laughs> you did not use your running back at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, I don't even know how to gain that many yards the way he was calling the plays today. Yeah, it was frustrating for sure, the play calling. But when you're looking at the score, you know, you're looking at the score and you're saying to yourself, take away the defensive touchdown. You know, the Bears are still there. Tyson Bajan could have been driving down the field at the end of the game to, to get a field goal as opposed to forcing the ball down there to try to get six. So, I mean, just so many, so much bad. So much bad. That's There you go. That's what's frustrating. So much bad for the Chicago Bears team in this game yesterday. Couldn't really get off to the quarterback either. Pressure up the middle was good. Again, I thought the, the, the rookies did a great job. Zach Pickens, Javon Dexter seemed to be by the ball always. Andrew Billings blowing up the middle. Justin Jones made one. He made one play up the middle that was beautiful. TJ Edwards, he had a great sack as well. Jaquan Brisker and Demarcus Walker teamed up for the other one. But the frustration exists, guys. The frustration exists. Defense played well. Didn't allow any points in the second half. And you would think, there you go. One of those, there goes another frustrating thing, that the defense actually played well and for the first time in a while. And, uh, and unfortunately, the offense couldn't pull their, their, side of the, uh, their side of the thing. Let's go out to Ed in Indiana. Ed, when you're talking about frustration levels after watching this game, what takes the cake for you? Well, like I was telling uh, the screener, the most frustrating thing for me is we're going to go over this every Monday morning because we have an inept coaching staff. They, they will not recognize the fact that they have to blow this team up and start over. 
we'll get a million and one excuses about we're really there. We just need to we just need to change a couple of things, and and everything will be fine, and we'll contend for for uh, being the head of our of, of the NFC uh, in our division, and it's not going to happen. We're going to get excuses. It's going to constantly be the same thing, and you will be frustrated every Monday. And callers will be calling in because we don't have what it takes. We need to blow this team up. We need to get that number one. I love Justin Fields. I've been pulling for Justin Fields, but he is not the guy. We have an opportunity to get the number one quarterback in the draft get Marvin Harrison Jr., and let's start over and get an offensive line and build from it. Other teams will do it. We need to get the OC from the Detroit Lions because they have a clue of what to do on third and one and not two, con- uh, not two consecutive uh, screen <laughs> passes, and we can do something. Uh, you're absolutely but, right, Ed, and I think that that's the most frustrating thing. But let me ask you this, right, because I think this is a very important question to ask. You still have a – Fairly new coach in Matt Eberflus. You have a first-time offensive coordinator, a 39-year-old Luke Getze. You got a 35-year-old Andrew Janoco as your quarterback's coach. Do they need time to develop as well? Like, do they get the same grace that we give a guy like Justin Fields, right? Because the assumption can't be that they have it all figured out from the very beginning or that they come in and all of a sudden they're a, a fine-tuned machine. Right, so 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 do do they need time to develop as well? Do do should we be giving them grace? Because it sounds like to you, it's like everybody's just trash. Your premise is great, but this is the NFL, as we know, not for long. You can't have second and third and one. You wouldn't do that in Madden ever. I'm a gamer ever. You've got to. You've got to get the coaching staff that you need. Up, oh, you're breaking. You're you're break. You're breaking up a little bit, Ed. I'm sorry, man. I, I wanted to hear that. You, that was a great call. Um, but but you're absolutely right. If you're if you're Matt Eberflus and you're taking over the Chicago Bears, if there's any area that you feel uncomfortable in, you better hire someone to make you feel comfortable, right? Where you are prepared. I'm sure you you know you can call. You know, Rod Marinelli, all you want. But if you don't have somebody on your staff that you can lean on in, in areas that you, that you feel inept, right? Like, that's where you can you can punch people in and feel good about that stuff. But I do wonder, because you, you do give some grace to the coaching staff. But, damn, at this point, there, there, there is no-brainer type things, right? Second and one, undrafted rookie QB. The fact that you have them throwing... I mean, I get it. You want to get DJ Moore in the game. And if Darnell Mooney makes that block, then, you know, maybe DJ Moore for sure gets the first down. That I'm not going to argue it. But isn't that harder? Right? You're taking – shouldn't you want to take the path of least resistance? Doesn't that come in – at second and one, doesn't that come in the form of a run between the tackles? It seems like that would be the answer to me. But, no, a couple of screen plays in a row. That'll fool them. I never would have thought that was good. Oh, man. 312-644-6767. Gabe Ramirez here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday taking your calls. And I've been frustrated all more, all day since midnight when I got in here. Frustrated. Can't seem to get over it, but I know you are too, and that's why I'm here. Let's take your calls live and local. So what are you most frustrated about? Let's go to Kyle uh, in Wisconsin up there in Madison. 
Uh, so what was frustrating for you, Kyle? Well, I think that uh, Justin Fields and uh, Justin Fields couldn't get out of the pocket very much, pass downfield, and uh, his running wasn't very good yesterday either. So he uh, got tackled a lot, and just I didn't like it. So, um, so yeah, that's and then. Uh, but mainly, what I called about is uh, I just think we need new owners. We need a new quarterback. Eberflus and the rest of the coaching staff needs to be fired. And and uh, the McCaskies aren't going to realize this until uh, there's going to be empty seats at Soldier Field. But I don't think, to be to be fair, Kyle, I don't think that if there's empty butts in the seats, then all of a sudden the McCaskies start making the right decisions. If if you think that what they're making, the decision that they're making is the decisions that they are making are wrong. The assumption cannot be if they sell it, then the new person that comes in is automatically only going to have the right answers. That's why I don't like the McCaskey thing. Like, whatever, bro. They hire people to come in and do things like it's, I don't know. I don't know. I hate that argument. But I agree with everything else you're saying. The running wasn't that good. But you want new everything. New coach, new quarterback, new owners. I have an idea for you. Everyone that feels like that, I have an idea. Instead of wishing for the Chicago Bears to be brand new at everything, just go like a new team. Just go like a new team. You want a new quarterback? You could, you could pick from 31 other quarterbacks that are out there, and you get to choose. You like an owner? Go do some research. Well, remember there was a caller earlier. He's like, I'm just going to root for the Chiefs now. They seemingly yeah. have everything right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, how convenient. Until, until Patrick Mahomes isn't there anymore, then you go find a new team, which is fine. That, that could be you. What are you most frustrated about? Following the Bears, it's time for me to pick a new team. Because if you're waiting around for all of those things to change here, you're gonna, your eyes going to be waiting for a long time. You're going to look like one of these skeletons out here on these streets in front of the houses for Halloween. 312-644-6767. What are you frustrated about? Let's go to Nick out in Addison. You frustrated because you live so far from the city, Nick, or what? <laughs> well, pretty soon it's going to be uh, Arlington Heights ah, Stadium. So. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I'll be down the street from it. Uh, but what, uh, what was frustrating for you, Nick, in this game? The most frustrating thing was me. Every time I saw Evans come in, I thought Foreman was running hard. He was running tough. You know, that second and one play with the screen pass to um, uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. Why not run it? Why not run it up to with Foreman? Three times Foreman in a row. Was, three times in a row. Just get the first out of care. Third and three. Even yeah. when it was third and three, run why not again. just run it to Foreman? Yeah, especially because you know you're going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, why not? I mean, I just didn't get it. And Evans, every time he came in, I felt like the offense would just stop the rhythm. You know, I felt like it, we had good rhythm when Foreman was in. Uh, the other thing I was frustrated about is, is Fields reverting back to his gameplay, the way he's been playing this season. I mean, I had hope from the last two games. I'm like, okay, maybe he's turned the corner. Maybe he's seeing the field better, but. You know, he plays a good defense. Here comes a good defense with, you know, blitzing all the time, putting pressure in his face. You know, then you see Bajan come in. I mean, yeah, I know Bajan's not fields, but you just see the footwork. When he drops back in the pocket, it's quick. It's it's decisive. Fields' footwork when he's dropping back, it's slow. It's I just – I think a lot of times that's the problem when he gets so much pressure up in his face is the footwork. He just – he's not – he doesn't – drop back fast enough. He's, he does it very slowly. One more thing I was frustrated about was all the flags. I couldn't believe mm. how many penalties. The Bears just couldn't get out of their way yesterday with all the penalties. Yeah, that was... was... Good. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, every time we'd, we'd start doing any kind of momentum, here come a flag. You know, it's a drive killer. Plain yeah. and simple. It's most certainly, you know, something that you don't want to see, especially when you're not playing your best game, right, Nick? I mean, that can be frustrating. But, you know, you bring up some some real concerns and and valid points as to why you're frustrated. No run game. The run game's bad. It's, it's called poorly. Like, if you look at the beginning of the game, I talked about it. First possession of the game, the fact that Deontay Foreman has did not have one carry in the first series is alarming. Your one rush came from Darrington Evans. That just it's alarming. That just should not be the case. Your whole first series. Then, you know, Minnesota comes down on a nine play, thirty three yard drive, gets the field goal. Bears get the ball again, and it was the most Bears drive ever. Fourteen plays, eighty six yards. Seven minutes and 43 seconds, and you only come away with three points. It was like the most bearish thing that could possibly happen. But at least they they ran Dante Foreman there. Now that I felt good about. First rush, seven yards. Second rush by Deontay Foreman, eight yards. <laughs> it's just like, bro, how do you see that? Third rush, six yards. How do you see that and say to yourself, nah, I'm straight on running that guy? Like, what? I don't, that doesn't even make sense to me. Let's take one more call. Let's go to Bob out in Downers Grove. Bob, welcome to the show, man. What were you most frustrated about after this Bears loss to the Vikings? Oh, Gabe, uh, we're going to go right to the series you were talking about. That They drove down on that second series of the game. They had first and goal. They I don't know what they ran on first and goal, but second and goal, they had DJ Moore singled up on the corner. The guy was the NFC player of the week last year. Eight catches, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Second and goal, he doesn't even look at him. They run some crazy, stupid drag play. Third and goal, they have the call on. He runs the fade route. Justin never even looks there. I need to know, like, who is coaching this kid? What are they telling him? He should be the only person you're looking at. The guy had three touchdowns, 230 yards last year. I mean, last week. It was it was ridiculous, so frustrating. Like, he never even looked there. He should be the only dude you're looking at. I just think that, <laughs> I love that. the coaches – I just think the coaches are like, okay, we're going to get some other people involved all week. We're going to get other people involved. We're going to get other people involved. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to get other people involved. Man, forget that, dude. Hey, DJ, I'm throwing it to you. Get open. Like, it's – it's they, every team in the NFL does it. Every team in college does it. It's the only way you can win in this league. League is off script. Look at each other. Hey, I'm going to be open. Hit me in the corner for a touchdown. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, and instead, no, he doesn't even look at him. They kick the field goal. That was the end of the game right there pretty much. They, I mean, if you can't see that after – Three years in the NFL, like, I love Justin Fields. I, I mean, I don't love Justin I, I have no problem with Justin Fields. I thought he was a good quarterback the whole time. But, dude, you have to be able to see that. I don't care what was called. I don't care if the coaches are going to scream at you. You scream right back. Like, dude, you have to see that. It's so frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. It's maddening. And, Gabe, I got to say, you're the first person I've ever heard, like, uh, that said, listen, if you're waiting for this team to do all these great things, man, <laughs> you're going to be around for a long time because they're just not going to do hey, it. Hey, Bob, Thanks, but I'll be, I want to be very clear, and I want to clarify something. I will be here. I will be here doing, during all of that, frust- being frustrated and just living in misery because, you know, I'm not going to go root for another team. I would never. I would. Never. But for everybody else that feels that way, you know, I just wanted to give you an alternative because mental health is important, and I don't want you out here feeling a certain type of way uh, in that moment. Um, you know, to your point, Bob, you know, that, that first play, first and goal, 
from the seven-yard line. Dante Foreman gets the ball, three-yard gain, down to the four. And then that's when there was two straight passes from Justin Fields. One incomplete to Cole Komet. That was the one where had he just put some air under it, just kind of lofted it up there, maybe Cole Komet could have been able to get underneath it and, and get the points. But it was like a dart right to the ground. And then the last one, yeah, again, I think the frustrating part about that, Bob, what you're really trying to say is that it seemed as though Justin Fields finally had confidence and trust in DJ Moore, right? Even though we all knew DJ Moore was really good, the last two weeks it felt as though he didn't need DJ Moore to have five yards of separation for him to throw it to him, right? Or he didn't, you know, even if he was under duress, he knew that if I put the ball up in this guy's direction, he's going to come down with it. And so for whatever reason, that wasn't the case today. And it could have been from the pressure from, from Brian Flores. That, that could have been it. But, I mean, we didn't get a chance to hear from Justin Fields uh, after the game. So, I guess we'll, we have to wait on that. All right, I'm uh, going to take a break, but I'm here for your phone calls. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. I'll let you know what everyone has on the slate for today on the other side. But I want to take your phone calls. What are you most frustrated about? Bears lose 19-13. A lot of blame to go around. But there's one, one in particular that's really grinding your gears. What is it? 312-644-6767. Your phone call's on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.